Season 2, Episode 63, and uh, boy, oh boy, I, I, this, this was a good a good show. I, I definitely enjoyed this time uh, just because of the fact that, you know, Florida has got so much stupidity already, and now they have the invasion of the penis snakes. So, yeah, that was probably my favorite story of this whole thing. No, they're a real thing. Frankly, I, I'm, I'm really toying with the idea of whether or not I should probably get one as a pet, just for the sake that I can tell people, hey, you want to see my penis snake? I don't know. For some reason, that just always strikes me as just watching the people's expression, you know, the, the blood drain out of their face and go, <laughs> you know. But, you know, and, and, you know, when you listen to the news and you just listen to people talk about what is happening in the world and you just think, I'm going to go crazy. This is where this podcast comes in. See, you listen to the stupidity on this podcast and you realize, eh, the best I can do is just laugh at it. Because if I don't, they're going to put me in a padded room. Now, now, do your friends a favor. Share this podcast with them. I know you're laughing when you listen to the stories. So spread the humor and the stupidity. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Hello once again. Thank you for joining me in my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane, of course, and uh, ready for another dose of reality for some of these people. Yes, I mean, I'm telling you, all the stories you're going to hear are true. None of the names have been changed because... Well, we're all guilty of stupidity at some point in our life, okay? And the stories that you can that you hear, they're real, and we put links to some of these stories in the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. So you want to be sure to join that if you can. And if you haven't tried Telegram, you probably should. You'll see the links. You can share the links with your friends, comment on them, whatever. Just head over to t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can preview the channel there. You can download the Telegram app to your desktop or mobile device or whatever. And, of course, please do me a favor. Maybe do your friends a favor. We've all felt like we've done something really stupid before. Probably nothing as stupid as these guys. Share the podcast with somebody. Because, trust me, after listening, you may think, well, I'm not as stupid as that guy. By the way, don't forget, if you're just joining us for the first time, there's uh, another episode that comes out midweek, the bonus episode that has the Genius Awards and the Insane Week in Review. But later on in this uh, episode... We will be hearing from my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, with some stupid stories from Florida and beyond. Oh, and please uh, subscribe. Uh, you know, I mean, by subscribing, you're always going to have stupidity coming at you uh, every time a new episode is published. So, and give it a five-star rating, if you don't mind. Maybe even write a review. I'll even take stupid reviews, okay? And I'll even take a stupid review from the president, because did you hear the stupid thing he did? Yeah, career politician, Joe Biden. And he was being mocked because, well, he was claiming 
I used to be an 18-wheel wheeler driver, truck driver. What? He used to drive an 18-wheeler? Really? Yeah, with the White House only able to show that he was once a passenger in an 18-wheeler. Don't think he ever drove one. The 48-year political veteran made this claim while he was visiting a Mack truck facility in Pennsylvania. I used to drive an 18-wheeler. That man, you know. Yeah, well, the 78-year-old commander-in-chief tells the staff, and, and there's a video, I guess, of the of the whole exchange. Well, he actually had to clarify that. Uh, well, he got about they got to drive one. I don't know. He challenged was challenged by Fox News to produce evidence. So why that spokesperson could only point to a December 1973 article from the Wilmington Evening Journal that showed Biden rode in an 18-wheeler, not drove. Maybe he got his words mixed up. I don't know. There's zero evidence that Biden used to drive an 18-wheeler, tweeted the Republican National Committee's Zach Parkinson, along with uh, images of the Wilmington paper story about Biden's 536-mile ride. The extent of Biden's trucking experience is that he rode in a truck once for one night in 1973, Parkinson wrote. I don't know, maybe he never drove a truck, but I'm sure there's plenty of times when the president acts like that he's been hit by one. <laughs> Forget driving one. I'd just be impressed if President Biden could count all 18 wheels on a tractor trailer. Jeez, I don't know. Well, anyway... And then across the pond, we got British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He says that his dog Dylan has romantic urges and was endlessly at people's legs in Downing Street. Johnson and uh, Carrie Simmons revealed in a 2019 uh, episode that they had, uh, you see, adopted a rescued Jack Russell cross puppy named Dylan. Oh, well, here he is talking about dogs taking out their <clears throat> sexual frustrations on people's legs, as Interior Minister Priti Patel chuckled in the background. You have to worry about his romantic urges. No, not so much. Well, not yet. No, no, no. My, my dog is endless <laughs> on people's legs. During the inspection of the police dogs, Johnson praised the dogs. They do inspire a certain kind of awe, don't they, on the streets? Johnson said. You know, if uh, you were a miscreant, you wouldn't want them biting you on the seat of your pants. <laughs> Patel praised the teeth of the dogs. Oh, and those teeth look pretty good for when, as the Prime Minister said, you need to go after someone and nibble, <laughs> he said with a smile. Oh, boy. It's kind of funny. I mean, during the 1990s, Hillary Clinton once described Bill as, uh, quote, endlessly staring at people's legs. I don't know. Am I the only one who never thought of dog thought of a dog's urge to hump your leg was romantic I, I, I sorry but maybe romantic for the dog i don't know but not definitely not for me and it's not very romantic this story either it took place last summer an older gentleman in germany started chasing after a wild boar that stole his bag and the photo of this went viral not because of the fact he was chasing a wild boar who had stolen his bag. No, it went viral because he was naked when it happened. <laughs> he was, uh, I guess, doing some nude sunbathing at a lake near Berlin when the boar came over and grabbed his bag and took off. A woman named Adele Landauer got the action shot of it. And, uh, well, now that picture has inspired a brand new toy you can buy. Ah. <sighs> 
<laughs> a company that makes model trains recreated the moment with a little action figures. And they're selling them as an accessory for train sets. So I guess you can make it part of the landscape. Well, they actually captured it pretty well. There's a mini version of him running, and the wild boar has a bag in his mouth, just like in the photo. The company says that sales have been pretty good so far, but Adele isn't really happy about it. It says that she might sue them for recreating the photo without her permission. Now, for what it's worth, the guy in the picture doesn't seem to really care about any of this, you know? He gave Adele permission to post it on social media last year, but really hasn't commented on the model train version. Oh, and the fact that his name has also never been public. But, um, yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody got a picture of me naked running after a wild boar, and it ends up being in a train set model? I just want a little royalty or two, you know? That's all. I mean, you probably make better on that than I would on OnlyFans. Well, well, you've heard of the romantic comedies, right? Some romantic comedies probably never address the realities of your own wedding day. You know, like when you get stuck in traffic on your way home. And your new husband tries to kill your friend because he thinks you're having an affair. Huh? Wow. Okay, well, there's this 30-year-old Louisiana man named Devin Jones. He was on his way home from his own wedding. He had his bride with him and a male friend, and they get stuck in a really bad traffic jam caused by some car crash, and so they pass the time by, well, airing some dirty laundry. It's probably not a good idea because Devin accused the friend of having an affair with his new wife, and it got real heated. De Devin grabbed his gun, jumped out of the car, and started chasing the friend through the stopped traffic firing shots at him. Yeah, one hit the friend in the leg, another actually injured someone in another car. So, so the bride runs over to some of the first responders who were there helping the victims of the crash that caused the traffic jam and said her husband was trying to kill her. Then she barricaded herself in the ambulance. So when Devin come after her, well, he got arrested for attempted murder and second-degree battery. Uh, the people that he shot had to be flown to the hospital, and thankfully they're recovering. And by the way, this whole thing went down with Devin wearing his tuxedo at the time and his wife in a wedding dress. <sighs> Looks like that's going to be a marriage made in heaven. Mm, or somewhere else. And there's been plenty of stupid encounters with bridezillas, you know. Speaking of weddings, you've known some of the stories, the crazy uh, things that the bridezilla wants the bridesmaids to do. So this story should might balance things out, okay? You know, the weddings are back, but money's a little tight for a lot of people. So, I don't know, is this something that maybe all brides should start doing? I kind of like it. A 29-year-old woman named Talia Morales recently was engaged. She's getting a ton of love on Tic Tac after she polled her bridesmaids and asked how much they were willing to spend on her wedding. Now, she did this through an online poll so no one else would see their answers. And she asked things like how much they would or could spend on their dresses and where they want to stay and if they want their hair and makeup done by a professional. In fact, here's Talia Morales now going through just some of her survey. The first thing I put on my Google form is a message to my bridesmaids and then straight into our wedding theme and wedding colors. Please don't forget, ask them for their name. This is gonna help you when it comes to the results. 
Then I asked them questions like if they want to stay all together in a hotel room or an uh, Airbnb the day of the wedding. Yes, no, maybe. I also asked them if they want their hair professionally done and also their makeup. We have to be very mindful of their spending, especially if they will be spending on their dress as well. And she even asked what style of bridesmaid dress that they like the best. Included photos, too. So maybe they won't end up with a dress that they'll never wear again. Now she says a lot of brides get so caught up in the planning, they just don't think about how much everyone else has to shell out. So she's actually trying to be as considerate as possible when it comes to money. What a refreshing change. And so, to some degree, some folks might think, oh, you're so stupid by doing that. Sometimes I think maybe in this case, the stupidity is um, kind, of, kind of an antithesis to the other wedding situations, you know? I don't know, but hey, I'll take that form of stupidity any day. Certainly, it's uh, the girls trying to play it safe. And safety has to be put first sometimes, even if you're out on the hunt for ghosts. Police in Buffalo, New York say two individuals, a man and a woman, are out ghost hunting without permission in Central Terminal uh, when the woman falls through a substation roof near the back of the property. Now, police said she fell about 15 to 20 feet. Ferry Fillmore District officers and other emergency personnel responded to the rescue call about 10.30 at night and transported the woman by ambulance to the Erie County Medical Center, where she was treated for multiple injuries. Now, police say there's no charges have been filed yet in the incident. The abandoned train station terminal has been featured on Ghost Hunters. Well, I guess now it looks like she and the ghosts are now in a new episode. Tonight on Ghost Hunters. And if you think that's scary, well, listen to this. This isn't the usual thing people leave behind when moving, okay? A woman in Florida says that she finds a large snake in the bathroom of her new apartment she just moved into, Ali Skipper says she moved into the apartment uh, in Orlando's Baldwin Park uh, several weeks ago. Shortly afterwards, uh, she found a four-foot ball python she never noticed until she woke up and saw the thing curled up in her bathroom sink. She, uh, you don't expect to find stuff like that, you know? She said that she believes maybe the snake likely spent most of its time hiding under her fridge while she was completely unaware that it was even in the apartment. So she posted about finding the snake on Facebook. They came and safely removed the serpent without any incident and has since had it relocated somewhere outside of the woman's apartment. So, no, they didn't kill the snake. I can't believe she didn't kill the snake. But can you imagine finding a ball python curled up in your sink in your brand new apartment? Wow. Uh, well, maybe they just forgot it and it was hiding somewhere. I don't know, but definitely... Nothing like that would ever happen to me. I'd find a new apartment before I'd get rid of the snake. I know that. Well, there's a historian and anthropologist, David Adkins. He's convinced that priceless treasures, which were taken from Jerusalem in the year 1307, were stashed beneath Sinai Park House in Burton-on-Trent. Now, he claims to have uncovered links between the property and the Knights Templar, who concealed the mythical Ark and Grail centuries ago. David is now hoping to search the labyrinth of tunnels beneath the 14th century house to prove the Holy Grail 
is indeed hidden there. He says, I've been researching it for 34 years, so I've really got a complete history of the place and looked into archives that no one had touched before, says the 40-year-old or the 50-year-old. He says, there are so many pointers that when Knights, Kepler, Knights Templar left La Rochelle in 1307, we know they had a treasure. Now, there are theories about Oak Island in Nova Scotia and Roslyn Chapel in Scotland, but it's uh, never been found, he says. The two, key, the two key points here for Atkins are the labyrinth of natural tunnels and caves and the timing of where or when Burton Abbey monks uh, took possession of the house uh, at the same time as the Templars were trying to conceal that hoard. So good luck at finding that there, David. I kind of get the feeling that this guy might have OD'd on Indiana Jones movies, frankly. I don't know, but good luck. I guess he knows exactly where the Holy Grail and Lost Ark of the Covenant are hidden because... Well, Elvis told him. I don't know. Anyway, he's certainly a fan of stuff like that. But here's a wildlife fan who sets up a camera in a bird box because he wants to film a family of blue tits. That was, He was totally stunned when, well, the video attracted 41 million hits in one month. A lot of bird watchers out there. He's 43-year-old John Chadwick. He began live streaming footage of the birds with their chicks so his family could actually watch the progress before they flew the nest. But just weeks after uploading videos to YouTube, he's racked up millions of views from all over the world. People are just wanting to watch the chickies. John says it's gone a little bit bonkers. I only wanted to show my neighbors and friends and nieces and nephews what the birds are up to. I had no idea the films would attract such interest. To think that literally tens of millions of people have been avidly watching the birds from around the world is just incredible and quite overwhelming. <coughs> you know? I mean, <coughs> really. The, the sound engineer, he's actually toured with Aerosmith and the Beatles' Ringo Starr. He bought the bird box on a whim during the lockdown. A lot of us did weird things, I guess, during the lockdown. So he installs it on a wind willow tree in the back garden of his home in Lysiter. Uh, within a couple of hours, uh, two little blue tits moved in and they've had five chicks. I, I guess the man was even more stunned when the birds asked for a cut of his YouTube money. You know, I mean, hey, we could get a lot of bird seed with that, you know. Of course, this is another interesting thing. You know, I mean, of all the 41 million fans that tuned in to watch the birds, I think more than half were cats. Eh, well, speaking of cats, you know, cat owners, I think you all know that you love taking pictures of your furry friends, right? Well, now I've got you something that'll give you a new excuse to pull out your old smartphone and take a snapshot. It might actually help the kitty cat. That's right. There's a animal health technology company. It's based out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's called Sylvester.ai as in, you know, Sylvester the cat. Well, Sylvester.ai has developed this app for your smartphone called Tably. It uses the phone's camera to tell whether a feline is feeling pain. I need to download this and try it on my two cats. So the app looks at the ear and the head position, eye narrowing, muscle tension, or muzzle tension, that is, and how the whiskers change to detect any distress. Now, a 2019 study published in peer-reviewed journal Scientific Reports found that the so-called feline grimace scale, or FGS, is a valid and reliable tool for acute pain assessment in cats. 
In fact, uh, Mish Priest, Sylvester AI's venture lead, says it helps human cat owners know if their cat is in pain or not. We were able to train a machine using machine learning in a series of images. So there you go. I think I should download this app and put it on my phone. I just wish somebody would come up with an app that would tell me when my cat's about to yak on the living room rug or on the bed of the comforter on the bed. Let me just save you guys a lot of trouble. Let me just, just, not, and, and this is free advice, okay? I'm not going to bill you for this either, okay? Of course your cat's happy, okay? Both of my cats are happy. They sleep all day and I clean the litter box. I mean, do you think, what, you think the cats are up all night worrying about COVID or something? Remember, cat philosophy is, wow, he cleans my bathroom, he feeds me, he gives me water, he gives me a nice place to sleep. I think I must be God. That's the way the cats think, see? Anyway. Hey, well, there's some folks that really think they're pretty special because they're a noted, a noted New Jerseyan. In fact, John Bon Jovi, Whitney Houston, that's just a couple of the famous New Jersey natives. They are getting some special recognition. They're getting rest stops dedicated to them in the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey. We've got Frank Sinatra, James uh, Gadolfini, Connie Chung, Judy Bloom, Tony Morrison. All these stars will have an exhibit at here's or her designated rest stop, courtesy of the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what about the boss? You know, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. He's not one of them. Now, spokesperson for the hall says, uh, quote, he respectfully declined to have a service area named after him. But she did add, well, it should be noted, though, that Bruce has been very supportive of the New Jersey Hall of Fame over the years and is very much a part of the fabric of the hall. But I don't know. I don't know. Is a rest area really the best place to pay homage to a celebrity? This station presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today, we salute you, celebrities with rest stops named after them. Celebrities with rest stops named after them. In a world of entertainment, you've reached the pinnacle. Your success is paramount, and your body of work, prolific. Now, you're synonymous with something else that starts with P. We're not talking about parking spaces. Pull over. I need to take a Connie Chung. That seems more acceptable than taking a Sinatra. Yeah. When you're three venti macchiatos and two Red Bulls into a road trip, hit the James Gandolfini rest stop before things get messier than the Sopranos finale. Then shake it in salute to celebrities with rest stops named after them. Real American heroes. Celebrities with rest stops named after them. Anyone need to use the John Bon Jovi? Well, a couple of Americans who traveled to Canada using fake vaccine documents, well, they have been fined about $16,000 each. They also faked pre-departure COVID tests. They were cited for not complying with Canada's requirement for post-arrival testing and accommodations, according to Fox News. Now, in order to travel to Canada, see visitors have to have a negative COVID test result before boarding the plane and then must quarantine at an approved hotel in Canada until another test for COVID comes back negative. But the requirements are, well, eased for the fully vaccinated travelers. Canada's public health agency says this. 
Now, the travelers in question, they arrived in Toronto from the U.S., uh, I guess back early, mid-July or something, but not surprisingly, I guess they paid their fines with counterfeit bills, right? Yeah, I don't know. But I think really the big lesson here is pretty clear. If you're going to use fake vaccine docs, try to spend a little time and effort to make them believable. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. There he is. Pancho Guero. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Pancho Guero, the insane Florida nephew here. <laughs> oh, my. So I've had one of your days this week. Oh, I mean, just everything coming at you from both directions, you know. Yeah, I was, my, I was saying that doesn't seem to be – I don't think that's a good thing if it's like one of the days I've been having week <laughs> after week. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you get to have your own little space there working from home, and I get to have a micromanaging management that likes to stick their nose in my business when I'm trying to do my job. Yeah. I don't miss those. Been looking to catch <laughs> yeah, <on>. right. <laughs> I'm ready to just hand the stack of paper and say, here, you're better at it. You do it. I tell you, it, it's pretty sad whenever work starts getting as stupid as the podcast you're recording. That's true. Though uh, you work in media, so that, yeah. that, that might explain some of the stupid. That, that explains a lot of the stupidity. That, that's absolutely the case, you know, but, uh, but I'm surviving. How, how has your week been? <laughs> you know, surprisingly, it's been, it's been actually pretty smooth here. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, it, you haven't had any uh, run-ins with the, any Florida men that have you there, you know, I mean, because we read about them all the time. Oh, no, no. You know, though, this is funny. For our anniversary a couple of weeks ago, we went to the zoo and uh, just, you know, it was like a family, the, the three of us. And, um, you know, we get a story here this week of a guy who <laughs> almost got his arm ripped off by a, a jaguar <laughs> at the Jacksonville Zoo. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that later. But I was thinking, like, what? I didn't hear about this. I, I don't even know how he did it. Because, yeah. I mean, I was just there like two weeks ago, and <laughs> I, I saw the cage. Where are you, where do you get in there from? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, you know, you give somebody the opportunity to show their stupidity, and they never disappoint. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you get out on the road and you get to see all the different variety of drivers, we saw all sorts of drivers and driving styles when we went out West to see the Grand Canyon and up to Mount Rushmore and everything. And my, my wife has this term that she uses. She'll be driving and she'll see this moron up ahead of us or doing something. And she says, what is this pineapple doing up here? And, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, you know, that's a really good word for people that are stupid. They're just pineapples. It just makes me think of that scene from Little Nicky, that old Adam Sandler movie where, um, <laughs> you know, Nicky is in hell where his, yeah. his dad is, I guess, Satan. And you see right. in the background Hitler being kind of touted around having to pick his daily pineapple to be shoved up his butt. And (laughs) naturally he picks a very small pineapple and he gets punished for picking, you know, it's like when you had to go pick your own switch to be kind of smacked over the butt with, and you break, you get one that's going to be a bad, like it's going to break and not a good branch. So then, you know, grandma gets the, the really good branch that's going to hurt. It was, yep. it was like that. It turned out where he just got a much bigger, spikier pineapple than he would have yep. picked for himself. That's right. But uh, <laughs> I've had to pick a few of those switches myself. Oh, yeah. I um, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, with, the, with the pineapple here, this is pretty funny because in some ways, um, you know, this is it hits home a little bit. It's a little personal, right? Oh, really? Um, you know, now this isn't a bathing suit. <laughs> Is this but, something that maybe you need to confess to me? Well, this is uh, I, I it sounds like I'm in the same situation as this this couple here. Um, <laughs> you know, so do, does your bathing suit have happen to have pineapples on it? <laughs> if so, you might want to get a new one, or maybe not, depending on the kind of couple you are. Some <laughs> woman on TikTok bought a bikini with a little pineapple designs on it. She also got pineapple swim trunks for her husband. Why she thought it would be cute to match on vacation. And they didn't nice. get why several people were being so nice to them. Pineapples on your swimsuit means that you're a swinger. And, um, <laughs> you know, not not the uh, the Vince Vaughn kind, you know. Um, <laughs> swinger, not only that, who's looking to hook up. So <laughs> it also it applies to shirts, pants, and any other clothing with pineapple designs, especially if you're on vacation or on a cruise. Wow. No. Now, my I wife has a, a backpack with pineapples all over it that she would wear <laughs> when she was going to school still in college. And mm-hmm. I have a pair of boxers that have pineapples all over them. <laughs> so if I showed up to her school with just my boxers on and she had her backpack, then people might get, you know, the, the idea about us that we were a little bit weird. That's just way yeah. too funny. Uh, well, well, they might think I were <laughs> they might think I'm weird for just being there in my underwear, you know, but well, the thing is though, I guess if you have boxers with pineapples, maybe you're just a swinger undercover. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, well, I was wondering if that just means that my junk is community property or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and look, I know how poorly uh treated and vandalized uh, most public goods are, so yeah, no thank yeah. you. But well, well, unless of course you decided to go swimming in your boxers, that might be a problem. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, look, I, I would just say be careful. I mean, you know, some people might even think that, you know, if you're one of those folks that you like to keep your boxers, you know, half exposed, that might be an under an underhanded way of maybe sending a message. So you just might want to be careful <laughs> here, you know. But, but I want to be careful also. 
when it comes to choosing your alcoholic beverages, if you're wearing your bathing suit, whatever style you're going to wear or whatever, unless, of course, you actually turn into a pineapple and begin wobbling around. Uh, but you might want to look well, you might want to look like a swinger, I guess, in your pineapple bathing suit uh, with um, this place in, in uh, uh, Louisiana. This 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 I I can see this taking place probably down south so easily. It's it's and speaking of swingers. OK. <laughs> and, and, and the nice thing about living in the south, you know, uh, most people live in trailers, mobile homes or or whatever. Right. So I, and I just saw a friend of mine who actually I think he moved down to Louisiana here not long ago and posted a picture of the typical, I don't know, white trash, redneck kind of uh, picture. He's there without a shirt, holding a baby with a, with a, in, a, in a diaper, and he's got this hat on backwards, the ball cap on backwards. And his wife, she's half pregnant and she's standing there with a cigarette in her hand and she's got her T-shirt rolled up and her pregnant belly is popped out. And she's sat there with one of these poses and, and they're behind their pickup truck. And I, I had to comment. I, I just said, you know, this would be complete if the truck was on cement blocks, <laughs> you know. So they literally look like uh, maybe they look like the swingers that might might be into this kind of thing. You know, I mean, you, you and of course, if you've got a mobile home or a trailer, I guess you might want to avoid the spot. I don't know. But there's a guy in Louisiana. He's opening a trailer park, which really is an unusual thing for Louisiana. But this is for swingers. And I love the motto. OK, the motto says, bring your house and share your spouse. <laughs> so, now, this is called T-Boys Swingers Trailer Park. So maybe... Maybe we should have a new category for our insane games, you know? I, I, I don't know. I, no, I'm thinking I, I like the spelling of boys. Yeah, B-O-I. B-O-I. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's T-E-E, -E, T-Boys. Okay, that's even crazier. <laughs> so, but for now, it's just basically an empty lot uh, about 80 miles west of Baton Rouge. But the guy is running, uh, is running it, but he's, he wants to add like a nude pool. He wants to add a nude yoga studio. I, I'd love to see what that's like. Okay, just imagine nude yoga for a minute. And then there's the poker hall for, of course, strip poker. But if you're naked, what are you going to strip? That's what I want to know. And then, of course, finally, the key party cabana. Now, there's a sign out in front that says that you have to send a picture of your spouse to get approved. <laughs> <laughs> He claims it's a joke. I don't know, okay? But people from all over the country have already been sending in the pictures. That's what's even funnier. Okay? Oh, man. It, it's supposed to open, I guess, sometime in the next year. I don't know. His, the guy's name is David Aquin, or Aquan. I'm not sure if it's a French spelling. But he did this entire interview about it with a CBS affiliate in Lafayette, Louisiana, so that's what I might even share this interview on the on my Telegram channel. I don't know. But really, I guess there's not only a lot of hanky panky going on, but they may also have entertainment. Hey, y'all, I'm Jeff Foxworthy. Happy to be here at T-Boy Swinger Trailer Park. You know, I made a new list of ways you can tell if you're a redneck swinger. If popping the top relates to a beer can and your blouse, well, you might be a redneck swinger. If you go to a swap meet and trade your wife for a belt buckle, 
<laughs> you might be a redneck clinger. If you don't smoke and your breath still smells like butts, you might be a redneck swinger. If you call your wife a motorized cooler because everybody's always riding her, you might be a redneck swinger. And finally, if the trailers are rocking and you still come a knocking, you might be a redneck swinger. Thank you. That's my time. Next up, Larry the Laying Cable Guy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, is this something maybe that you and your uh, Mrs. Pancho might want to, you know, just try out sometime? Look, we do live in the Jacksonville region. And <laughs> yes, we, we have a certain, uh, you know, Gators <laughs> quarterback now playing for the the jaguars and you know my best friend they went to the the the, the school that was, was my rival school was was where tim tebow played okay so we've been tebowing for a while i think you know <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's that i'm telling you you can't get any more southern than something like that i mean wow yeah, I figured that that's not the only thing you're going to be sharing in a trailer park swingers yeah, yeah. club. Um, yeah. But, you know, like a trailer park for swingers would fit in better in Arkansas than Los Angeles. Uh, or um, or that'd be more, more like a homeless camp for swingers if it were <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> but there's nothing like a little hillbilly hanky-panky um, yeah. in store, right? Uh, yeah in a store that sells hanky panky toys right and armed robber found out the hard way that uh, those toys can be weaponized now look this toy wasn't it, i watched the video because i had to the, the, the <laughs> weapon wasn't very hard i guess i don't know how hard silicon it's <laughs> i um <laughs> i hope this is, is real and not staged because it's outstanding this is a guy in Russia who walks into a sex shop and tried to rob the place. Oh, and he God. pulled out a small knife. And, now, I don't know if this is a euphemism, right? And told the <laughs> cashier to give him the money in the register. Now, you know, if we're talking that small knife being <laughs> a euphemism, right? This would be the, the Russia's uh, Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. Because, <laughs> well, instead, this cashier, she reaches out into the counter and pulls out an 18-inch flesh-colored dildo and started beating him over the head with <laughs> a whole thing that hasn't been verified by, by police yet but it does look to be real so wow. she ended up chasing him through the store and out the front entrance and it's not clear if the cops tracked him down yet oh my now God. you know I, I had to show mrs poncho and and she was like okay this guy he looks like a wimp if he's you know he's yeah. literally being beaten down with a with of a phallic, you know, like, yeah. And so how much of a pussy do you have to be right to, <laughs> you know, but on top of that, I'm thinking maybe he was scared off because this thing was already used, you know? Well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, well, um, I, I guess it's the best, next best thing to a billy club. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw the video myself, too. And geez, I mean, the thing is, I'm not sure whether it, they were, it was, uh, I'm not sure if it was a turn on or it was a weapon. You know what I'm saying? 
I'd call it a willy club instead of a billy club. <laughs> willy club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Definitely, I'm going to have to get that video put on the Telegram channel for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I guess maybe you want to take note to self. If you're going to rob an adult toy store, you might want to make sure that you have a bigger gun. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Of course, if you're taking your adult toys with you on a plane trip, I would suggest maybe not leaving them with the TSA agents. Okay. Because right here in the good old Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we're auctioning off 14 pounds of assorted knives, 12 pounds of scissors six pounds of reading glasses in bulk at deep discount prices. Now, that's according to the postings on GovDeals. It's a website where government agencies sell off all the surplus inventory, like property that they confiscate from you from the Transportation Security Administration. Okay. So we got this Twitter user named Cliff Jarris, and he shares a series of screenshots of all the variety of listings from GovDeals, which, well, they got some pretty bizarre deals on some bulk items. He says, I found the website where the TSI sells your stuff, he says, and he writes that the, the listings, okay, they advertise like about, what, 12 pounds of scissors, and they're just for the low, low price of $12. <laughs> Call before midnight tomorrow. And then there's 11 pounds of assorted box cutters and knives starting at 20 bucks. Who would, who would need 11 pounds of box cutters? I don't know, unless you're, you know, Costco or something like that. But anyway, both listed the Pennsylvania federal surplus property as the seller, but the items are described as the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania sale of TSA property. <laughs> so I guess why in Pennsylvania we got the uh, gift of getting to, you know, off all of this inventory, I, I don't know. I, I only thought probably the only thing that the TSA sold was your lost luggage. You know, I mean, of course, there's an interesting side note, too. I guess GovDeals is the number one destination for bargain-hungry members of Al-Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, I guess it's just one more thing for the airline companies to charge you for, right? Yeah, really? For your, your own stuff back. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, that's insane. So, but I mean, but don't worry. The funny thing about it is some of these people are going to just buy the stuff only to take it back on the plane. <laughs> right. It's like they've got a never-ending supply of this. It's like a vicious cycle. Um, well, you know, like like if you've ever lost luggage or had something, you know, taken away from from you confiscated on, on a flight, you know, you know, that could be a painful experience. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it could be especially painful if it's a wild exotic animal trying to confiscate your arm. <laughs> um, I, I teased this at the beginning, you know, so w wild animals, they're still wild, even if they live in the zoos, really? a Florida, <laughs> go figure, right? There's a Florida <laughs> man, um, that managed to get clawed by a jaguar at the Jacksonville zoo. And yep. the incident happened after the man jumped over a safety barrier and stuck his arm into an enclosure. Now, the man was not publicly identified, but he's in his 20s, sounds about right, and was hospitalized <laughs> with non-life-threatening injuries. Witnesses told local news reporters that the man egged on the big cats before he hopped over the gate. He then apparently tried to get the attention of the big cats, leading one of them to swipe his arm. Deputy Zoo Director Dan Maloney says the man was lucky the jaguar didn't latch on, saying, otherwise, it would have been a very different story. <laughs> now... 
you know, here, here's a zoo patron and deputy zoo director Dan Maloney talking about the incident. The jaguar was pawing at the fencing, and he went to paw at the fencing and apparently got injured. An individual in his 20s jumped over uh, the fence area and decided to try to interact with one of our jaguars. It looks like it was significant injury. So I hope the people of Jacksonville enjoy this one because after all, this is the only damage the Jaguars are going to do this season, right? <laughs> That's <the> true. <laughs> if you ask me though, I mean, I think he's lucky the big cat didn't kill him because, yeah. you know, you, you can't, you, you can say the same thing about that pesky Carol Baskin if she had been uh, around as well, right? <laughs> it really makes you wonder what's in the Jacksonville's water besides tequila of course oh, a lot of that yeah. yeah really so but now you said you've been to the enclosure and you're trying to figure out how the guy did it it's glass like i mean if it's the one i'm thinking of it's just there's there's glass in front of all of it so you could see oh. but it's but, but you can't like it, jump over i guess i don't know well I, I like the fact though that he egged the cats on. I mean, let's let's, let's get them good and inflamed before we stick our arm in there where they can get you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, all he needed was a laser pointer, right? <laughs> yeah, really. We love that with our cats, that's for sure. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I know this: if a big cat took a swipe at me, no matter where it would be, it would definitely cause me to ruin a good pair of underwear. I can promise you that. Of course, there's one jogger that might be a bit concerned about ruining her undies because, well, she keeps making frequent deposits on her jogging routes, okay? And I know that you love stories involving pooping, and so we've got a real good one for you here, okay? <clears throat> we got this serial pooper who's been caught in the small town of Fishers, Indiana. I'm thinking, okay, you know, they, they do plenty of pooping on the sidewalks of San Francisco. How does the little small town of Fishers, Indiana deal with a serial pooper? Okay, but <laughs> this didn't happen at least before another woman was wrongly accused on social media. Can you imagine the humiliation of being blamed inaccurately of being a serial pooper? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Talk about ruining a person's reputation. But I guess the culprit's been leaving this feces and toilet paper in a neighborhood during her jog. Now, so the still unidentified jogger, I guess you might say, is in uh, <clears throat> deep doo-doo because they got her caught uh, pooping on the neighborhood lawns during her early morning jogs through the town. So officials are actually encouraging the woman to seek professional help even though she might still be facing charges, especially if she continues to be such a, you know, crappy neighbor, I guess, you know. But anyway, several residents recently shared their stories about the serial pooper with the local TV station, WTHR, in hopes that somebody would try to help identify her. In fact, here's some neighbors and some victims actually talking about the situation. We colored the pooper. We have found her droppings in our yards. She carries her own toilet paper. And she just leaves the toilet paper behind. In three or four different yards down the street, every other yard. The toilet paper is the calling card, so we know when we see that that she's been around. So police didn't uh, lay charges against the woman, though they do say that she could probably still face charges in the future if she doesn't get her sh well, you know, st stuff together. You know, <laughs> I just uh, the word serial pooper together is just a. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets me every time. <laughs> it's like self-defecating humor or something.
self-defecating, huh? Not oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of serial poopers I've been hearing about this past oh. couple of years. I don't know what it, what's maybe these all lockdowns right. have people just all um I guess what pent up um yeah yeah they're they, <laughs> they, they, pent up constipated whatever word you want to think kind of come up with oh my goodness well um you know look nobody wants some stranger coming to their area and startling the local folk like this yeah really. um, some folks in south florida are being startled by a strange phallic amphibians um <laughs> here's another good florida story here and i did not know this one at all and oh. so naturally uh, my wife and i had to look up a nice picture and it is <laughs> it's quite the picture. I, I recommend you do it, um, <laughs> but you, you should probably be maybe careful with how you, you know, either put it on your on your um, like the Telegram or be, yeah. be careful how you word your image search here. Um, <laughs> there's a strange legless amphibian that some are calling a penis snake, and it's made its way to South Florida. Now you'll never guess where they get the name from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> formerly called a Casillian, the creatures are native to Colombia and Venezuela. But so several have been pulled from the uh, to Miami Canal near Miami International Airport. So they mm -hmm. range in size from a few inches to five feet long. You had oh. me until the five foot thing, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, you know, the, so they have extremely poor eyesight. Um, I, I would probably say it's, you know, given the what the one eye snake. Yeah, no, no death perception, right? Um, <laughs> so, they, they got two eyes, but um, they, they have a pair of sensory tentacles between the eyes, though, and, and a nostril that helps the creature detect its food, which it eats with dozens of needle like teeth. Did so you say, wait, awful anyway? Did you say they had uh, some sensory tentacles or sensory testicles? How I misunderstood. Well, Either way, it's definitely Asian and okay. uh, <laughs> anime related or something. Right? Um, um, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says the animals are harmless. Now, yeah. they they look pretty harmless, but they also look pretty disgusting and <laughs> and weirdly skinny and veiny. Is when I say skinny, I mean like skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like loose skin almost as mrs potter said it's like they look like old people <laughs> i don't know not that now i'm like whoa how, how do you know this i don't know but um <laughs> they consume worms and termites but <laughs> i've been known to catch small snakes frogs and lizards you gotta look the picture up i'm telling you it's <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh and cringe at the same time. <laughs> Florida Museum's top herpetology. Now, I don't know if you laughed about the herpetology. You can't spell herpetology without herpy. Um, collection <laughs> manager. <laughs> I've got to start that sentence. Florida Museum's top herpetology collection manager said in a statement, very little is known about these animals in the wild, but there's nothing particularly dangerous about them. And they don't appear to be serious predators. They'll probably eat small animals and get eaten by larger ones. Now that does put a different, uh, you know, connotation yeah. to eating a, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Well, this this could just be another non-native species in South and then South Florida mix. She says.
Oh, my gosh. Well, I like the part that you can tell somebody that, hey, you're going to come see my penis snake. It's five feet long, and you probably get booked for sexual <laughs> harassment. Oh, yeah. Be, uh, uh, <laughs> look, I've eaten rattlesnake before, but I'm not sure if I'm down for you. What I will say, they look very like, they look like eels almost. You know, okay. there's a way I could kind of like uh, just, just make it an eel, but also um, a circumcised eel. <laughs> yeah. well you know what i was just thinking as you're <laughs> as you're talking about this you probably don't want to get governor andrew cuomo of new york a penis snake as a pet because he could probably get himself in trouble with the thing oh well i mean he gets himself in trouble with the, his own thing so his own penis snake uh, right <laughs> yeah get, look give someone you know a, a few inches and they take a five uh, yeah. foot long penis yeah. snake i guess right yeah, yeah really um, yeah I'm, well definitely i mean if anything else it, it, since they're really not that serious predators they're not that dangerous it's it would certainly be something i would do i would have one as a pet just just like freak everybody out <laughs> well, yeah, you know? you... <laughs> yeah the best yeah, part yeah, of yeah. it though i'm waiting for somebody i'm waiting for somebody to get one of these um sicilians i'll just put it that way and put it down their pants with their zippers undone. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a classic there. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that that uh, snake would deal with that, you know. But I don't know. I mean, it'd be. I'm sure the snake would probably enjoy the warmth. So, but <laughs> needless to say, and I'm not even going to go through with all the jokes you can make. Okay, so, but at any rate. <laughs> So, well, we've got some Ask Poncho uh, advice, and thankfully none of them is involving uh, penis snakes. So that's that's a good thing. But there there is a, a, a girl named Emily, and she's looking for some wisdom from Poncho here because she says that my son will only read with my sister. Hmm. Now, you know, you got a, a young, a young uh, son and uh, not quite seven years old like this one. But he's going to be learning to read pretty soon. <clears throat> and so she says, my son's turning seven. Very mostly a sweet boy. <clears throat> Neither my husband nor myself are big readers. So we've really dropped the ball when it comes to reading to him at night. So she goes, when my sister comes to visit, which is fairly often, he'll sit with her and reads with her. So she says, we have the Magic Treehouse series, which he really likes. However... Now he only wants to read those books when his aunt is over. Now, I guess she's, you know, more of an engaging reader because she does voices and stuff, which is great, she says. But I know that he, he should be reading more, you know, with myself and my husband. So what are some other great books that engage kids at seven years old? Oh, gosh. Well, that is out of my wheelhouse right now. But I, I will say when I was a kid, I always wanted to read like, ghost stories and goosebumps but I don't, I don't think my parents let me do anything yeah. with goosebumps at that age because they're afraid i'd have nightmares so right, um right. i you know but this is a good warning story because our our son he will oftentimes like we'll read to him at night but a lot of times it's mrs poncho doing the reading because he wants to go through like a book and then he just says okay he, he starts hitting her chest because he just wants some milk Yes. And uh, yeah. so it's around the time I slip out because he just gets distracted and wants to play when I'm there. So I slip out, get some dishes done or do this podcast like right now. And um, and then, you know, he, she reads books and he just wants to go through the whole list, it seems like, every time. And so yeah. I, I do try to sit there and read with them a little bit now. But 
that's a good thing to, to keep an eye out of there. With your case, I mean, you might just have to start over and have another kid and, and have yeah, learned you know. your lesson and, and, you know, read with them instead. <laughs> well, with our kids, I remember, I think I've memorized the entire book of Goodnight Moon. Oh, you're, yeah. Well, so you're, you're probably by that point turned into the Samuel L. Jackson version of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good idea. You know, uh, have, you I, ever heard, I, have you ever heard that one on, on YouTube? Yeah. Yes, I have. It's it's hilarious. Absolutely. Well, I, and, and I was the one doing the reading with our kids. I mean, uh, they would look forward to this all the time. My dad, we'd have a, we had a rocking chair, I guess, in the room because they both shared the room at one point. And uh, they'd get up in the rocking chair. My my wife didn't do any of the reading. It was just she 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 was uh, busy, you know, didn't have time, you know. So I basically did this, you know. But in any case, it was cool, you know. So, um, but yeah, I think that's a good idea. Just, you know, say, look, you've, uh, you already lost the first kid. So maybe as well just start a little, of course, I don't know, you know, if, if, uh, if baby Sita, you know, is, um, or baby Sito, I'm sorry. Uh, if, if, uh, you know, you're reading and he has this habit of wanting to get, you know, fed, maybe would it be that if you read to him, then he would try to get some milk from you. Oh, he's, he's definitely tapped my chest a few times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I recognize uh, one of those. <laughs> yeah, he. But he, um, you know, I, I can't tell if he's doing that. That just saying, like, hey, hand me over to mom, or if he's doing that, saying, like, all right, lift the shirt up. But um, <laughs> let's let's see if daddy can let's see if daddy can nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I've got one right here as well. This is uh, this is more in my um, you know expertise. Uh, this guy says, he says, hi, I'm 50 and I never got into Star the Star Wars universe. I saw one of the original three in theaters when I was young, but I don't remember even remember which one. So it didn't really leave an impression on me. I've never been a sci-fi guy. My boys are growing up and they love Star Wars, though. And, and now I'm finding a stubborn man who was cynical against the franchise that I can't wait to watch the next movie with my kids. I'm not sure if it's the movies themselves I'm enjoying so much as discovering something with my boys. It took a long time, but the force is now with me. This is from uh, Manuel. Manuel, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the club here. I know maybe for me, it, it could just be the fact that I remember watching these with my dad growing up. And so, yeah, I've got childhood memories kind of ingrained from, from the Star Wars franchise that just make it a lot of fun. But I don't think you're ever too old to get into it. Uh, Mrs. Poncho, I don't think she had seen a single Star Wars movie. And, and if wow. she did, actually, I think that she went to see a Star Wars movie one time for her birthday. And of all the of movies, she started on episode three. The wow. Clone Wars. But it's you're like you're ending a trilogy and it's not even the original trilogy. It, I was like, it's the worst one. So she didn't remember anything and, and, <laughs> and stuff. But she is now a Star Wars person wow. after, uh, you know, after being married to me. Um, same with Lord of the Rings. And so, oh. you know, that's well, a good one. If you're not in there, check out Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. Um, so the, the, answer, the answer to that is you're never too old for Star never Wars. Never too old. No, yeah. no, no. Well, I, I could say the same thing probably for Star Trek because, you know, I just, to me, Star Trek is like Star Wars only going deeper. See. Uh, yeah, it, it's like Star Wars for engineers, and I've met <laughs> enough engineers to know that they might be smart, but they don't always know how to market themselves and advertise themselves to be as likable as you really yeah. want them to be, you know?
your penis snake put away? Yes, it's hard to when it's this long. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, you don't. Very you noticeable don't. in the pineapple boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, what do you feel lucky at tonight for this for this week's insane games? Oh yeah, well, let's start off with that um, steakhouse or gay bar. Okay, have you been practicing, by the way? I have I've not no trailer park, no T boying for me. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you want to try the steakhouse or gay bar? Okay, well, uh, let's see how good you go. We got some, uh, we got we got a few uh, curveballs in this one this week. So I'll give you the business name. You give me your best guess on whether it's a gay bar or a steakhouse. Your first business name is Al's on Seventh in Birmingham, Alabama. Owls on 7th. I'm going to say this is a steakhouse. I kind of thought you would say that. Actually, that is a gay bar. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Owls. How, how did we not know that Al's uh, door swang that way? Uh, yeah, I thought, I guess it could swing both ways, you know. Swing both ways. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. So let's try this business <laughs> from Houston, Texas. The business name is called Ripcord. Ripcord could be a back. <laughs> rip ripcord rip sounds like something that you uh, I don't know pull out of of something you know, but uh, I've got to say it sounds like a gay bar. <laughs> no penis snake, so I can tell you that. Okay, <laughs> it is a gay bar. Absolutely, I must say <laughs> it's a very clever one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's one way to put it. My, no. question, my question is, if you pull the ripcord, where does the parachute come out? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay, your next business from Albuquerque, New Mexico is called the Ranchers Club. The Ranchers Club. Uh, this sounds like a like a steakhouse. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty good to me. I would, I would expect to find a steakhouse there. All right. Here's one. It's called Buddy's Corral in Des Moines, Iowa. In Des Moines, Iowa. Well, you know, Buddy's, um, this sounds like a nice place to bring your family for steak. Hmm. Turns out Buddy oh. got a gay bar going down there. <laughs> Don't bring my family there. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. You want to go out to the corral? Okay, never mind. Anyway, so, all right. Your next business is in Ashland, Nebraska. It's called Round the Bend. <laughs> Round the Bend. <laughs> okay, uh, this sounds just like a gay bar, but I... <laughs> But I think Nebraska, I think this this is probably just a steakhouse. <laughs> That's good. You are you had good deduction on that one. <laughs> but I think maybe around the bend might go right up there with ripcord. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so all right. Anything else you feel lucky on? Let's go for the weatherman or uh porn, porn star. star. The porn star or the weatherman. All right. Well, we got some classic ones here this week. The first entertainer's name that you can guess on is Xander Corvus. <laughs> with a name like Xander, this has to be a porn star, I think. <laughs> I was going yeah. with Corvus, frankly. I thought Corvus was porn. <laughs> so, all right. Your second entertainer's name is Sophie Anderson. Um, this sounds like a nice weather woman. 
Uh, well, it turns, <laughs> turns out Sophie is a porn star. So, Ooh. yeah, Sophie, I, I think that has more of a, I can't, I don't know, I haven't seen many weather people named Sophie yet. So, but, but we'll try this one. Okay. This one is Robin Reed. Robin Reed. This sounds like a, like a weatherman for sure. Yeah, definitely a weatherman at WDBJ Roanoke, Virginia. All right. And the next entertainer's name is Wes Hohenstein. <laughs> okay. I don't know anyone who's going to choose that last name if they're wanting to get into the, uh, the acting business, I guess. Um, that's going to be a weatherman. <laughs> yes. Wes Hohens. It reminds me, he's a weatherman, by the way, at WNCN in Raleigh, North Carolina. But there was a guy that was working at WC, W, um, what is it? One of the stations up in New York. I can't remember what it is anymore now. But his name was um, Weinstein. I think it was his name. That was his last name. He was a famous news guy up there. So, yeah, definitely this guy. You won't see a Hohenstein for a porn star. That's for sure. All right. Your last entertainer's name is Katrina Voss. Katrina Voss. Katrina Voss. Well, I, I, this does sound like a porn star to me, I think. Turns out Katrina's a weather woman at the Weather Channel, Latin America. Oh. Yeah, I did not know they had a Weather Channel, Latin America. So, so you learn something new every day. Well, let's see. It didn't do as well on that one as you did the week before, but what do you feel good at now? Uh, well, let, let's go for the, the good old... Um, Oh gosh, why am I blanking on this? Um, the golf, the, golf, how about golf the golf course, course rehab? Yeah, golf course or rehab. Okay, maybe you'll make up for it on it this week. So I'll give you this business name. You give me your best guess on a golf course or a rehab. This one is called Valley Hope in Overland Park, Kansas. Valley Hope. Okay, well this is going to be a uh, like a rehab. Very yeah. good. Has a rehab sound to it for sure. Okay, your next business is in Wellsburg, West Virginia, called Highland Springs. Highland Springs. I think this would be a um, like a nice golf course. Yeah, sounds like a nice Scottish golf course with a Highland step in your kilt to do the little Highland jig at the Highland Springs while you're playing golf. Huh? All right. Get the bagpipes out. That's right. That's right. You ever played golf in a kilt before? No, but I'd I think I'd like to do it with our caddy playing bagpipes. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. All right. Your next business comes from Clifton, Virginia. It's called Twin Lake. Twin Lake. Um, you know, I'm going to go with a golf course on this one. Hmm. Very good. Ah, so far, three for three. So you're moving along well. Your next business is in Bayfield, Wisconsin, called Apostle Highlands. Uh, can you say that one more time? It is the Apostle Highlands in Bayfield, Wisconsin. Apostle Highlands. So this is the second kind of Highlands we've had. But with the Apostle there, I'm thinking this might be like a rehab. It turns out it's a golf course. So, oh. yeah, well, you, you know, you heard the joke about, the, you know, Jesus was talking to his apostles up in heaven and was wanting to know about this whole deal about golf anyway, you know, and because so many ministers play golf anyway. And so um, one of the apostles said, um, I, I, I think most of these golf people, they, they really like to look at Tiger Woods, you know, as the person to, you know, really 
determine how well of a golfer they are. So Jesus says, well, let's go down and try this whole game of golf. So they show up at like one of the golf courses, possibly at the Apostle Highlands in Bayfield, Wisconsin. I don't know. Play an entire round of golf. And everywhere we're going, Jesus is asking one of the apostles, you know, um, what, what do you use at this hole? Well, let's try the five iron. I think Tiger Woods uses the five iron. Or maybe Tiger Woods will use the driver or whatever like this. I don't know. So I guess to the 18th hole, there's this big lake in the middle of the thing, you know, and there's a sand trap off to one side. And so Jesus says, well, okay, I don't know. What do you think uh, this Tiger Woods guy will use here? The, one of the apostles said, well, let's uh, try, try the, 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 the five iron on this one, too. So he does that, and the ball goes right in the middle of the lake. Of course, you know, being Jesus, he just walks right out there on the lake to go after the ball, right? And so now the whole time there's some these other golfers watching this whole thing. And so when they see Jesus out walking on the lake, they walk up to one of the apostles and go, who's this guy think he is, Jesus Christ? And he goes, no, he thinks he's a Tiger Woods. <laughs> and so there you go. There's the, uh, a free joke of the day. All right. <laughs> your, last, your last business name is in Portland, Maine. It's called Pine Tree. Pine Tree. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with the rehab on that. <laughs> hey, we're going to take Grandpa to the Pine Tree and let him retire. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that, that, that's just the dumbest name I think I've ever heard for a rehab. I'm telling, <laughs> right. <laughs> telling you. Well, let's see. Shall we go for uh, strip club or daycare? Yeah. All right. This one is got the same name as my church. It's called Big Woods in Delano, Minnesota. Big Woods. Um, I'm going to, I guess, say a, um, I, I <laughs> would say like, like a, a, a it's, not, it's, not, it's not singular. It's plural. <laughs> I, I'm like, is this a golf course or a rehab? Uh, um, that's what it almost sounds like, like a, you know. But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a daycare. Very good. Of course, if it was a strip club and they called themselves Big Wood, that might be something different. <laughs> no right. Yeah right. All right. Your next business is called Northern Lights in Anchorage, Alaska. Northern Lights. Um, I'm gonna say this is probably another daycare. Yeah. Oh, very good. I think that's a clever name for being in Anchorage, Alaska, anyway. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. And I think we've had this name before in some of these other businesses. Uh, this is in Tyler, Texas. It's called Time Out. Time Out. This is a law, but I think we've talked about this before. Kids hate Time Out. This is a, a strip club. Absolutely. It has to oh, be yeah. a strip club. Yes, indeed. Now, I like this one. This business is in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's called Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Um, I think this is going to be a, a strip club. You think so? It's actually a daycare. <laughs> you know what? Come to think of it, I don't know any guy that would go to a place called Spontaneity. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, let's see about this business in Brooklyn, New York. It's called Peyton's Playpen. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, when it says Peyton, I'm thinking this is probably a strip club. <laughs> and it's in Brooklyn, too, for that matter, too. All right. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you did pretty good on that one for this one. So let's see. You may uh, be able to ace the uh, fake news or Florida one here pretty good because, well, let's just say we've got some real doozies here for you at this time. All right. So I'll give you a headline. 
You tell me if it's fake or Florida, okay? So the first one is this headline. It's a Pasco County burglar told cops he didn't break into a house. He was just going inside to look for his horse. Um, I'm going to say this is Florida. Sure is, baby. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Every time my dad would decide he's going to go somewhere and he didn't want to tell me where he was going to go, I'd say, Dad, where are you going? He'd go, I'm going to go talk to a guy about a horse. So <laughs> that's what I thought about when I saw that headline. All right. Next headline. A Hollywood woman told police <clears throat> she couldn't get charged with drug possession because the heroin in her hoo-ha was not hers. <laughs> I'm going to say this is uh, trying too hard and is a fake news story. <laughs> trying too hard. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Of course not. It was a little over the top, but boy, it was sure funny to think about, you know, I'll tell you, right? All right. Next headline. A Sarasota man was arrested after telling police he has a live grenade in his car during a routine traffic stop. <laughs> I'll say this is uh, Florida. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, officer, uh, just be aware there's a live grenade in there, you know. So, yeah, right. All right. Now, let's see if you remember this or have heard of this. All right. This is a headline says a Jacksonville car wash owner was busted for DUI and Grand Theft Auto after he drove over a customer's car or after he drove a customer's car to his mistress's house. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is a. Um... Oh, gosh. I don't fully remember this one. I think it's going to be a Florida story, though. It's a faker. Right? Fake news. But it was a darn good one, though. I'll tell you that. I, oh, I mean, yeah. that, that, was, that was pretty good. All right. Your last headline. A new Smyrna Beach hospital patient set his hospital bed on fire after he felt that he was being ignored by the nurses. Um. Yeah, this sounds definitely like Florida here. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's one way to get the attention. If they won't come when you ring the bell, just <laughs> set the bed on fire. <laughs> so, uh, well, at least you can either do that or just, uh, you know, maybe stick a penis snake in the nurse's uh, dress somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that a penis snake, or are you just happy to see me? Ah, uh, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, we won't come give that guy a sponge bath anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, well, listen, you have yourself a good week, buddy. Oh, you do the same. Thank you. And watch out for those penis snakes, okay? I I, you know, I now know that that's a thing to watch out for. <laughs> <laughs> just ask. <laughs> Ask your ask Mrs. Poncho if she's seen a seen your penis snake and see what she says. <laughs> I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Kong, 
Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.